Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Tis the season for local and state governments to be working on or talking about their budgets, and people on all sides of the issue think you should be paying attention and talking about how your money's spent, too. This weekend, we'll hear the concerns of an organization that says it stands for transparency and common sense. From City Hall, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. This past week, the group Americans for Prosperity Illinois launched what it called the Prairie State Promise, described as a new grassroots campaign for government accountability. It's a platform of six guiding principles on different issues, and the aim is to get people engaged in raising their voices. My guests are Jason Hefley, the state director for Americans for Prosperity Illinois, and Brian Costin, the uh, deputy state director. Brian's actually been on this station before, uh, back when he represented the Illinois Policy Institute. Well, we're going to talk today about the Prairie State Promise, the policies that it represents, and the prospects for seeing these policies become a reality. So uh, Brian Costin and Jason Hefley, uh, welcome. Thanks. Great to be here. Uh, Let's first start with the overall picture. Uh, Jason Hefley, what gave rise to this promise? Well, you know, as you know, Craig, far too often all we hear in Washington and Springfield is partisan screaming um, when what voters really care about uh, is solutions uh, to the problems that they're facing uh, every day at home. So what we wanted to do is provide a tool uh, to empower voters to empower their elected officials to do the right thing in Springfield. And now in your in the introduction, when these uh, when this promise and the principles behind it went out, uh, you issued a statement saying Illinois has been rigged in favor of the political class for far too long. Um, besides just asking you what that means, isn't the political class made up of the people that uh, folks around the state voted to send to Springfield or Washington or wherever. I mean, isn't that what government is? Well, it's what government ought to be, uh, but uh, far too often it's not. And so that is really uh, what we at AFP are trying to do as a national grassroots organization is empower voters to not only take part in the discussion, but also give them the tools um, to to talk to their officials directly. Um, you know, I, as you know, 
uh, elected officials will tell you that the, the most powerful influencers uh, are their constituents. So, uh, and, and too often, frankly, you know, constituents are busy uh, in their own life, you know, soccer practice and dance and everything else um, to really pay attention as much as most would like to, uh, to the issues, you know, they get their property tax bill and they're like, how did this happen? Um, they weren't spending time uh, watching the sausage get made, if you will. So our goal with the Prairie State Promise is really to allow people uh, in an easier format to, to participate in that process in all or as many of those six buckets as you talked about before. And very often the, uh, the way people get to talk to their, you know, their representatives is, well, at least if you're a representative who represents a company and you have a lot of money uh, and made donations, very often they're, they're going to talk to you. But maybe if you're, you know, you know Joe Sixpack, who uh, hasn't been involved, they don't get the same audience. And how do you combat that? How do you compete with that? Well, I mean, it's, the problem is, you know, the Joe Sixpacks of the world don't feel like their voices will be heard. But if all the Joe Sixpacks of the world started making their voice heard, it was that's a much more powerful lobby than the traditional lobbyists. So uh, that is really what we're all about is providing those tools uh, to the average citizen who, again, may not have time to or, or, or doesn't get paid to to watch these issues on a day to day basis give them the tools uh, and the knowledge and, and, and allow them to take part in the discussion uh, of how to engage uh, in the process in, a, in an easy way. And I think uh, through the Prairie State Promise and some of the, the tools that we've developed and we're continuing to develop, uh, we do just that. Can, can you give me an idea about what some of those tools are, how you actually get those voices into the ears of the political leaders? So if, Right now, you can go to prairiestatepromise.com, and there you will find the entire kind of agenda that, that I think we're going to talk about today, all six buckets, if you will. Um, and then they're actually broken out by six, in, you know, each of the individual buckets. So you can engage with your legislator at a click of a button. You can tell your legislator that you support all of these issues, one of these issues, four of these issues, two of these issues, and your legislator will get an email from you automatically saying, me, Jason, wants you to know that your constituent thinks that this idea is important uh, and we expect you and demand you to take action on these issues. Well, and I want to uh, start to talk about some of those issues. And I think uh, as we go along them, we'll also uh, probably touch on some of the overarching things about uh, how these messages uh, get in. But let's take them one at a time. And this is where I'm going to uh, also bring in uh, Brian Costin. Uh, the first one uh, on the list, no surprise, is uh, stop tax hikes and provide tax relief. And the materials that you sent out say 70% of Illinoisans think taxes are too high, including 90% of Republicans and 65% of Democrats. Um, deciding how to get to the lower taxes people want is probably a tough part of this, uh, this question. But uh, so... What do you do about the fact that people think taxes are too high? Brian? Yeah, thank you, Craig. Um, well, it's an issue that I think, where does this come from? And in the state of Illinois, taxes are high across the board. 
We have the seventh highest sales taxes, uh, the second highest gas tax in the nation, second highest property tax in the nation, the first highest wireless cell phone tax in the nation. Uh, when you add all of these different layers together, um, a number of organizations say that we have the highest taxes combined state and local in the entire nation. That's Wallet Hub and Kiplingers. And I think that's why you see broad appeal across the political spectrum that this is a real problem here in the state of Illinois um, and that something needs to be done about it. Um, so I think where we start is saying no to more tax hikes. Um, we've seen a number of tax hikes just in the past few years. We had uh, a big initiative to change our constitution and raise our taxes as well. Um, that was rejected by the voters of Illinois. Um, so that's the starting point is to say no more tax hikes were taxed enough already in the prairie state. And then the second stage of that is to begin to construct tools that give the people of Illinois more power to have a direct say over their taxes, say for the property taxes, uh, to, to lower them and to provide tax relief for the people of Illinois. And so what we really in this Prairie State Promise wanna emphasize is that we need to empower the people of Illinois to directly have an impact in reducing those taxes. Just as on the other side of the coin, you have elected officials, politicians across the, st the state have power to raise taxes. So we wanna provide more balance across the state of Illinois and give people real tools to start bringing that highest tax burden in the nation down. And when you talk about those things, and by the way, uh, Jason, feel free to jump in uh, anytime uh, when you want to add something here. But uh, when you're talking about things like property taxes, you are talking about what is the primary funding for schools across Illinois, for education, for good or ill, that's how it is right now. And so when you tell people, we want to lower your property taxes, they may think, yeah, I'd love to have my property taxes lowered. But if you say, do you want to take money away from education or do you want to take money away from garbage pickup or something like that, they may change their minds. I mean, how do you balance what people want? If you ask somebody, do you want your taxes higher or lower? You know what the answer is going to be. What about the reality and how do you deal with that? I think there's a reason we put taxes and spending right next to each other in the Prairie State Promise. Tax them, taxes are the symptom of the spending. And so focusing on the spending issue in the state of Illinois is equally as important. I, I, like, like you mentioned, I, I think you're right that you know, it's one thing to say that you're in favor of tax cuts, but how do you practically go about achieving something like that? You have to focus on the spending areas. Um, and and uh, in the state of Illinois, I would say that the number one issue on the spending side is the pension issue on the state level, on the local level. Just to give some statistics that your, your audience might not be aware of, but the state of Illinois spends more on pensions than any other state in the union by a wide margin, we spend more than 25% of our state budget on public pensions. And, and even though that we spend more than any other state in the nation, we have the worst finances in the nation. And, and in order to make those pensions whole, um, you would actually, and all the other retirement benefits whole as well, it's more than 50% of the state budget that we should be spending on that. So that's completely unsustainable. And so, in the state of Illinois, we have to tackle 
big issues like the pension issue if we're going to be able to provide tax relief to the people of the state of Illinois. Uh, so I think that, that, that the spending issue is equally as important as the tax issue. And when we and, talk about, oh, no, go ahead, Jason. I'm sorry. Well, and, and as far as, you know, the Prairie State Promise goes, I mean, part of this, again, is the tools that we're going to be providing. So part of, part of what we hope to do is provide more transparency in the property tax in, 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 in a more um, digestible format. So we want um, voters to know exactly how their property taxes are put together, whether it be schools or all of the other um levels of government that uh, that levy um, property taxes, as I think Brian points out in, in his, I don't know my case, but he's got 13 units of local government that tax him, I think nine of them uh, on the property, uh, levy property taxes. So, I mean, I don't think, again, you know, we're all busy in life. Some people don't see that. Our goal is to provide um, kind of some some sunshine, if you will, on how these property taxes are put together and let people make those choices as to what, you know, you know, who they want to hold accountable and how they want to hold them accountable. I think right now, everyone in Illinois is like, it's a fire hose as it comes from taxes. It's my gas tax just doubled. My vehicle registration just doubled. They want to raise my income taxes. My electricity bills about to go up 10, 20, 30%. It is a fire hose and no one knows how to stop it specifically and our goal is to provide those tools to for voters to tell their elected officials hey hold up here uh these are the things that are important to us these are the things that will fix our everyday lives uh these are the priorities of your constituents please stop taxing us to death because we are leaving in droves let's turn to what is in fact as brian was saying the spending is as important as the taxing and in fact, stopping, stop spending money we don't have is the second principle. But where, where do you stop the spending? With pensions, let's, let's leave beyond pensions. Where can you stop spending where you're not causing pain? Well, I think it, it stops spending money that we don't have. I think that one thing, the first step that we need to make and to hit on the pension uh, a little bit more before we, we carry on is that I think that a lot of people on the state level and the local level that are making decisions um, haven't recognized or not making decisions recognizing that there's a pension problem. So every year, uh, even though we have a huge pension hole, we have the worst bond rating in the nation, we're still making decisions that make those problems worse. So constitutional amendment reform is probably four years, six years down the road. But can we start making decisions right now that are going to stop making that problem worse? Um, other areas that are really ripe for spending reform, uh, I'll take something that was buried in the, the 2009 budget implementation bill that not a lot of people know about. They might've heard of the one central, and this is kind of going over to corporate welfare, but it's another spending area that is important for us to address, but there was a nugget built in there that would authorize the state of Illinois to spend $6.5 billion to build a deck over a rail yard next to Soldier Field that would allow that developer to build skyscrapers on top of it. Um, obviously, the developer is really interested in making sure that that happens. Um, there's still some hurdles to go through, but we want to stop that type of spending before it happens because we believe it's it's a wasteful government spending. And that's a huge sum. In fact, 
Um, our partners at Good Jobs First, uh, they document corporate welfare all across the country. We consulted with them and they said that if this goes through, that it would be up till now, the biggest corporate welfare project in the history of the United States of America. So there's examples like that, that would be really, really big. There's other examples of corporate welfare that are you know, maybe just hundreds of millions or even thousands of dollars that we can make a difference there as well. But it's really um, an issue where we have to be scrutinizing all of the, the things that we're spending money on in the state of Illinois, making sure that we are not overdoing infrastructure, for example. Um, so there's lots of different areas if you really start taking a look, and that's one of the reasons why we support transparency so much, is to give taxpayers more information about how government is spending the money so that they can make better decisions and contact their elected officials and say, uh, hold up a minute, maybe we need to be a little bit more uh, guarded with the way that we're spending money in the state of Illinois, especially considering our taxes are so high. You're listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm political editor Craig Delamore. My guests are Jason Hefley, State Director of Americans for Prosperity Illinois, and Brian Costin, the Deputy State Director. And we are talking via Zoom. I am at City Hall, and they're not. I want to take this, that what you were just saying, Brian, just a little bit further because. You know, one person's corporate welfare is another, per, you know, is a corporate official's job creator. Uh, you know, a company executive would say, but when we put that high rise there with your help, we're going to have this many jobs and this much economic benefit. And isn't that the tug of war that happens a lot? And, you know, you'll find that on some issues of corporate welfare, as you as you and a lot of other people call it, Governor Pritzker would be along <laughs> standing right beside you saying, yeah, we need to not, you know, give them these breaks. So how do you balance the business interest versus the uh, the taxpayers interest? Yeah, I think that the, the principle that we really hold dear is that we need to have an equal playing field. Um, it shouldn't be who you know in the legislature that is able to give your company some benefits. And we just had the energy bill that passed in the past few weeks, um, which had a lot of subsidies and corporate welfare in it, depending upon, like say for example, uh, ComEd, who was uh, a part of a big corruption scandal um, in Exelon, um, they got millions and millions of dollars included in the energy bill. Um, so that's something that we're concerned about. It happens all the time. Sometimes. Uh, Governor Pritzker is on the right side of things on this and 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 trying to end those government handouts. So um, we want to have what we want to enable our supporters to do is to provide more consistent pressure so that we have a system where it's earned success in Illinois, not political clout that makes you have success. And um, we think that with this Prairie State Promise, we'll be able to give uh, the grassroots, the people of Illinois, more tools to help ensure that that happens. I want to move on to the uh, the next principle: prepare for a future health crisis or healthcare crisis now. Ex explain that. 
Yeah, so uh, obviously the, the past 20 months have been a huge wake up call in the state of Illinois that we need to do better in regards to our healthcare and, and ensuring that we have the resources to deal with the next pandemic and everything that happens in between pandemics. Uh, one of the things that's really animates myself is, is the, an issue that what we found from our survey is that people don't really know about, but they tend to agree with us on, is the certificate of need issue. And what certificate of need is, is if you wanna build a certain type of healthcare facility in the state of Illinois, you have to get the permission from the government and you have to go before a board, which your competitors have the ability to kind of appeal and resist you from building a new hospital or, or, or building a new ambulatory center. Um, and so uh, research that we found was that Mercatus Institute, uh, they found that in the state of Illinois, if we didn't have these certificate of need barriers, that there would be almost 90 more hospitals in the state of Illinois in urban areas, in rural areas, all throughout the state, there will be more um, service providers available and they believe it would also help us reduce the cost of healthcare. And so that'll help us every day of the week in responding to the health needs uh, of the people of the state of Illinois, but at the same time, help us better prepare. Um, you know, the pandemic's not 100% over yet. We don't know what's gonna happen, but if something does happen, uh, we need to eliminate those government barriers that stand in the way of uh, the people, businesses from trying to solve those problems and service the people of Illinois. Well, but that same mechanism for, for building new hospitals also uh, has to deal with what's been happening lately in Chicago, where you've got people who have hospitals in areas where health care is needed who want to leave uh, because it's, it's a tough time. Again, how do you balance? Yeah, you have to balance that. Um, uh, it's definitely something that's a concern, um, but generally uh, overall with, we want to make sure that we don't restrict new health providers for, from coming in. So if you have an individual company that might've you know, made some financial mistakes that, that, that goes out of business, yeah, that, that's unfortunate and, and horrible. Um, but at the same time, government, what we were really focusing on is making sure that those barriers aren't erected so that additional practitioners can come in and serve those same populations. Obviously, you know, the state of Illinois finances had something to do with a number of these hospitals that have had financial struggles. Um, uh, so we need to make sure that the state of Illinois is financially healthy. Um, and, and so getting rid of those unnecessary barriers on, on things like certificate of need, at least in the direction of expanding healthcare is something that we're really focused on as well as, you know, when it comes to the individual practitioners and you talk about um, licensing and having reciprocity with other states for allowing doctors and nurses and other medical professionals to come here and work quickly is also really important as well. Um, and we're glad that Governor Pritzker and the legislature made some progress on that during the pandemic. That was that was good to see. They also expanded telehealth practice in the state of Illinois. That was another very positive thing that Governor Pritzker did. We wanna make sure that those things are permanent and continue to expand so people have more access to healthcare in the state of Illinois. Hey, let's go to the next one, which uh, would be first on a number of people's lists and that is make communities safer. And, and also give second chances. Um, 
safety is is a major issue in a number and not just in chicago it's all over the state uh what can be done yeah jason yeah i mean i was gonna add out brian talk about the policy but our, our polling that we did as part of the pro state promise found uh that, that crime was the number two issue statewide number one in chicagoland so it is very top of mind um for for voters and citizens across Chicago land. So Brian, you can get into the yeah. What 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 can be done? What what do you want to see? Well, some of the things that we saw that had really wide bipartisan support is is is, is let's focus on what happens to folks that are involved in the criminal justice system and when they eventually come out of the criminal justice system. Um, one thing that we would point to is. Um, giving people second chances so that when they do come out of prison or they're out of the criminal justice system, that they have the opportunity to be productive members of society. And so uh, expungement of convictions of things that are no longer considered illegal, that that is something that we've made a, a bit of progress in in the state of Illinois with the cannabis bill, for example. And I believe that that's going to help people lead more fulfilling and productive lives and, and that benefits their families and the communities. Um, uh, we also need to focus on things like uh, rehabilitation. So with the mindset of that you know, 99% of people that go into prison are, are eventually going to be coming out of prison. Um, and once they paid that debt to society, um, they should be able to work legally in the field of their choice. What we found is that there's a lot of professions where there is problems with people uh, entering them once they get out of prison. So if you don't have a lot of legal job options or career options, um, yeah, it's going to be more likely, the statistics show, that you're going to fall back into a life uh, of crime if those other economic opportunities are uh, restricted from you. So uh, some of these things that, that we want to do in this space, which have a lot of uh, bipartisan support across the board, is focusing on how to um, uh, make sure that people can have productive lives uh, that, and that's going to help keep our neighborhoods safe and secure. The, the, what will be essentially the last thing that we're going to talk about, because we've already talked about corporate welfare, is educational empowerment for everyone. And uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Because uh, <laughs> that's really what, what's going to have to happen is people are going to uh, uh, have to have some power in their schools, especially if they're worried about the taxes and how they're, how they're paying for it. Yeah, absolutely. And so... Um... Well, we think that every single child um, should be able to have that individualized uh, educational opportunities that is going to allow them to succeed, allow them to prosper and have a fulfilling life. And, and so uh, really, I mean, the last uh, 20 months, uh, I'm a parent of children and it's, it's been a difficult situation and we've had to change up our educational uh, providers because of, you know, we were, we were in the public schools and uh, we had friends in, in, the, in the parochial schools that they were in school all year. And so, you know, we, we made a decision that um, we thought for this year, at least, we thought it would be more secure to make sure that our kids get a good education in uh, a private school. And so, but I have the luxury of making that decision for our family. Um, but I think that all families should have more choices and more opportunities to figure out what's right for their kids. 
Um, and so we need to expand learning opportunities. Um, so one of the big programs that's a, a big topic of debate right now is the Invest in Kids Act. And that's a tax credit scholarship program where people can make donations that are tax deductible on the state level that would give more low income uh, students across the state of Illinois the opportunity to go to the school of their choice. And having choices is, is really um, uh, crucial. If you want to be able to respond to the needs of the people, the people need to have empowerment to make choices that are going to better their lives. And, and so uh, that's what we wanna focus on. We wanna focus on giving families the power to choose, making the Invest in Kids uh, Act permanent, uh, perhaps expanding it to other educational opportunities such as trade schools um, and, and uh, maybe getting more tax deductibility on that on the federal level, which is currently banned. But the, the principle is, is that um, the parents of Illinois want their kids to have the best opportunities. And uh, I'm Jason, because we're out of time, I'm going to give you the, the, the absolute last word. And it's got to be really short. But if people want to get more information, where can they go? prairiestatepromise.com uh, and you will be able to read about all the issues in depth that we talked about today and have the tools to uh, take action with your legislator. And thank you very much to both of you. That's Jason Hefley, who was the state director for Americans for Prosperity Illinois, and uh, also Brian Costin, who was the deputy state director. Thanks to both of you for spending the time with us. To our listeners, if you'd like a copy of this program or just to hear it again, please visit our website, wbbmnewsradio.com. There's a link on the homepage, and you can also find our podcasts on radio.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of At Issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.
O'Reilly Auto Parts.